Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. In this episode, we are excited to be joined by Beth Nastachowski, Director of Training and Development at TI Verbatim Consulting, known as TIVC. Mm-hmm. Beth has over 12 years of experience developing engaging, effective, and inclusive learning experiences for adult learners in university settings. She has developed training and curriculum programs that supported thousands of learners each month, and she has implemented accessibility and inclusivity practices in complex curriculum and organizations. Today, we'll be discussing TIVC's use of behavioral science to shape workplace behavior, sustain positive actions for cultural change, customize approaches based on factors like leadership style, and measure the impact on psychological safety and workplace culture. Beth, fascinating, fascinating opening right there. How are you? Nice <laughs> to see you. It's good to have uh, good to see you as well. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's my pleasure. And and let's let's dive right in because we've hit a lot already. Uh, <laughs> TIVC has spoken about the influence of habit and accountability in shaping workplace behavior. How does TIVC apply behavioral science principles to help organizations disrupt negative habits habits and foster positive behaviors that contribute to a healthier team climate and organizational culture? I really appreciate this question. I appreciate that we're starting with this question because making that long-term impact for organizations and individual employees, leaders, and their teams is really the heart of what we do at TIVC and really the heart of the training programs we provide. So it's really important for us that that is our overarching goal and mission with our training programs. And we all know that adult learners really learn best by by a couple of different things. First, active engagement in their learning. They're, they need to be actively engaged in the learning instead of being talked at, right? Uh, They also need that learning to be contextualized and relevant to the work that they do every day. So it needs to kind of really fit into the work that they do. And it also needs repetition and reinforcement. So they need time to develop those skill sets and to really um, use them and practice them in their workday. And so all of those pieces are what we incorporate into our training programs to build those skill sets that will last employees and leaders long term. And we do this by building what I call a learning ecosystem around the participants. So the learning ecosystem, I kind of like to imagine it surrounding the participants and supporting them as they develop these skills. Um, But it really incorporates multiple different elements depending on the training program. So most likely we're going to include some sort of instructor-led training, whether that's a workshop or two or a course or an entire program. And we're going to engage participants throughout that in active learning and really have them you know, engage in case studies and scenario work, discussion, and building out action plans. Then we're also going to extend that training program beyond that instructor-led training to provide curriculum reinforcement, which is really outreach to our participants throughout the training program that provides reminders, checklists, job aids, uh, on-demand resources that support their use of that skill set and the action plan they created throughout their training program. Again, reinforcing what they learned and helping to support them as they actually use it in their workday. And then the other elements will also include might be one-on-one coaching or group coaching, which also provides that additional reinforcement and support. So that will provide them the opportunity to ask questions of our facilitators, to network with their peers and hear how they're working on their action plans, provide motivation, but also troubleshoot for challenges. 
And then beyond that, we'll also provide really point of need resources. So like I mentioned, job aids and checklists and on-demand resources, but we also build into our learning ecosystem, a searchable FAQ knowledge base where participants can search uh, information about the curriculum itself, but also how they can use it in their workday so they can search that anytime. And then we're also incorporating a chatbot that is um, really trained on the curriculum in the context of our participants that can talk mm. to participants anytime and be kind of a sounding board, right? They can come to that chatbot and say like, oh gosh, I'm navigating this challenge. What should I do? Or this is a strategy I'm trying to use, but it's not working. And they can just use that chatbot as a sounding board that's available anytime, 24-7 point of need. So we really surround our participants with that entire learning ecosystem to support them. We develop the skills, we develop that action plan with them, and then they're going back into the world, but we're there to help them and support them in really enacting those skill sets into the workday that they have. Beth, TIVC has also mentioned the concept of sustaining behaviors as observable, measurable actions that lead to cultural change. Could you provide examples of how TIVC has worked with organizations to implement and sustain specific behaviors that promote a healthier workplace? And how do these behaviors contribute to long-term cultural improvements? Absolutely. So, a client that we're working with recently, and, and actually currently right now on the training program itself, is um, a great example of this. So we have a government agency that we're working with who has field offices across the United States. And what they came to us with is sort of a perennial problem that we all know in leadership is that you've got individual contributors who move up into supervisory roles and they are great individual contributors, but it can be really overwhelming to move into that first leadership role where you have to learn all of the leadership skills, understand your team dynamics, while also doing the job of that position all at the same time. And so we're working with the agency, agency to really support those frontline supervisors and new leaders and managers in building their foundational leadership skills, while also working towards a specific goal with them. And that's focusing on caseload management KPIs. So this particular agency has caseload management KPIs that they track on a yearly basis. And for leaders, it can be really overwhelming to really um, make progress on those goals right from the start. As mm -hmm. they're learning all everything else related to leadership, they also need to make progress on these goals, right? <laughs> so what we've done is we've built this learning ecosystem that incorporates Instructor-led workshops on foundational leadership skills, so orienting your team towards particular goals, helping with team learning, building team resiliency, communication, and actually executing on those goals. And at the end of those workshops, our participants are then building out an action plan on how they're going to use those skills and strategies to make progress on those caseload management KPIs. So we're not providing the actual strategies for them, but each leader is going to be putting together that action plan for how they'll be working with their team on the KPIs and what will work best for their leadership style, their team, and their field office. And after folks are leaving our workshops, we're then supporting them with those curriculum reinforcement, that outreach, right, with reminders and on-demand resources. They have access to our FAQ knowledge base and the chatbot as a sounding board. And then we're also coming back together with them through group coaching about four weeks after the workshop to check in and see how mm. things are going so folks can share successes that they have, um, hopefully many, many successes, but also challenges or barriers they're experiencing so we can help troubleshoot. 
And it's not just us as um, the trainers, right, who are helping support them. They're also getting that peer-to-peer support in their cohort to talk about those strategies, to talk about the barriers they're experiencing, which is much more effective than us telling them from the outside, right, (laughs) what is effective. Um, And so that really is helping them build those skill sets, that foundational leadership skills, but then enact it towards a particular goal and really incorporate it into their leadership. And then the last piece that we're really helping this organization with uh, to really sustain that change over time is we're also collecting all of the strategies that our leaders are telling us are working for them and making progress on those caseload management goals. And we're putting those together in a job aid that we're leaving behind with the organization so that they have those strategies, that list of best practices that, of course, our participants can access and use, but also the organization can use for other future leaders who are coming into that role and who may feel overwhelmed as well. So we're really trying to help the individual employees and their teams, but also help the organization as a whole kind of make that shift Towards these caseload best practices. And that's important. You're hitting a lot of things there. That's yeah. really important to yeah. do. That's holistic great. is the word I like to use. Yeah. That, that's a perfect word for it, actually. <laughs> the the idea, Beth, of developing a unique team psychological safety roadmap for each team is intriguing. How does TIBC customize its approach to consider factors like leadership, style, organizational culture? and team climate when working with different clients. Can you share a specific example of how this tailored approach has made a significant impact? Absolutely. So I'm going to point us back to the example I was just talking about, because we really are customizing everything within this training program for this uh, government agency and the participants so that is relevant for them. Um, And I, I just want to pause to say how important it is to make sure that training is relevant for the participants who are engaging in it. We have all experienced the training where we show up to a course or a webinar and the content is not meant for us and we immediately check out, right? Yes, we have all been through that. And that's not what we want to provide at TIVC. We want to make sure that we are meeting participants where they're at and the context of their daily workday and the teams that they lead rather than asking participants to meet us where we are at. So we're constantly trying to kind of get at where participants are coming from. And so with that, we really incorporate a robust needs assessment process where we're partnering with our clients to talk about the culture that our participants are working in. And so for this government agency, we were talking with them, okay, what is the culture of the agency? How do you communicate? How do you make decisions? What is the hierarchy? How um, do your teams work together? And because we're focusing on caseload management, what caseload management training have you done in the past? What have you already tried? What have you been working on? So that we really understand the participants and and the approach that they are taking to this training and what experience they're bringing with them. Um, From there, we then customize all of the training itself. So the case studies, the scenarios, the action plans, any of that is really customized for the participants themselves, as is the curriculum reinforcement, the FAQ, the chatbot, all of that is really customized for participants so that they're not having to make the work of transferring the skills that we're talking about with them Mm. into their workday. It's already ready to go. They see the applicability. They know how it will benefit them in their workday and how they lead their team. So that's really the approach that we take. And that's the approach we'll take, whether it's topic of psychological safety or leadership training or any of those soft skills, we're going to take that same approach with our clients. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, and and measuring the, the impact of efforts in fostering psychological safety is crucial. 
How mm-hmm. does TIVC assist organizations in tracking and assessing the effectiveness of their initiatives over time? Can you share a success story where sustained behaviors led to noticeable improvements in workplace culture, inclusion, and employee engagement? Measuring effectiveness is so important for any training program. And it's something that for me, you know, my background is in education. I was a teacher in the classroom. I did a lot of webinars, workshops. Now I'm a trainer. And so for me, um, my passion is seeing that light bulb moment for students, being able to see them kind of get something like that. Yeah. It just, it's so um, rewarding and it's, it's why I enjoy teaching so much. So for me, being able to see that light bulb moment is really important. And measuring the impact of a training program is one of the ways that we see that light bulb moment, because not only can you see that while you're doing a workshop or doing coaching or something like that, but you can also see the positive impact that you're making for those leaders, but also the teams that they are leading and the organization as a whole. And so at TAVC, what we'll do is we'll start talking with our clients about how they want to measure the impact of the training program during that needs consultation. We're going to start from the very start and say, okay, what kind of outcomes are you looking for from this training program? And how can we actually get to those outcomes and evaluate them throughout the training program? So before participants even hear that training is coming down the line, we know exactly how we are going to evaluate the training program and what outcomes we're looking for. And at TIVC, we use Kirkpatrick's four levels of evaluation framework. And so we'll incorporate all four levels of evaluation when we have longer term and larger scope training programs, but we'll also we'll incorporate smaller levels of that in smaller training programs as well. So let me just kind of provide you an example to help make that more, sure. more less abstract and more concrete here. Um, so let's say we have an organization and they've come to us and said, like, we really like help with psychological safety. We'd like to increase the culture of psychological safety in our teams, in the organization. And we're always happy to hear that. We love working with organizations on psychological safety. It's something we feel really strongly about. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll talk with those clients and say, okay, you want to increase psychological safety, but what is the the overarching outcome that you're looking for? What does increased psychological safety get you? And a lot of the times what we'll recommend is really the, the result of increased psychological safety is often increased employee engagement. So we'll know that really increased employee engagement is one of the sort of outcomes that we want to measure because of the increase of psychological safety. So we'll establish that during the needs consultation. And then as part of the training program, I'll incorporate different levels of evaluation that start getting at that outcome. So in Kirkpatrick's model, level one is really um, participant reaction to the training itself. So it's questions mm-hmm. like, was the instructor engaging? Would you recommend this uh, this training to your coworker? Did you find something useful in this training program? Kind of those kinds of questions we're really used to answering after the end of a webinar or a workshop or something. Sure. We're all familiar with those. And that's a really helpful, you know, level of evaluation, a good starting point to understand the quality of the training itself, but it's not going to quite get at that outcome, right? We can't make the leap that just because someone liked the instructor in in a workshop that they then are going to have increased employee engagement. So we then will move to level two evaluation where we'll start asking about self-confidence and self-efficacy of the participants of the program. Mm. So for leaders, we'll ask how confident do you feel that you'll be able to implement your action plan? How confident do you feel that your team will, um, you know, be 
open to this action plan? How confident do you feel that the action plan will be effective in your current kind of workload or environment? Those kinds of questions, which will start getting at this idea of participants actually implementing the action plans and the skill sets that they've developed into their workday. That's something that we'll measure kind of throughout the training program and hopefully see that that increased confidence. So hopefully folks are fairly confident after instructor-led workshops and they've developed the action plan, but we want to see that increase over time. So another two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks out, we want to see that increasing as they actually start seeing successes with the action plans themselves. And then from there, we're going to start doing pulse checks on employee engagement. So maybe two weeks after the instructor-led training, we'll start um, doing pulse checks with the teams of the participants and say, you know, how is employee engagement doing? And we'll measure that over time as well, maybe two weeks out, maybe another eight weeks, and then further on beyond that. Because employee engagement is going to take some time to make adjustment. It's not going to change right away, unfortunately. (laughs) It's going to take time. Culture takes time to shift. And so we might measure that as far out as 12 months out from the training program and when it begins to actually see that impact. And then the last level of evaluation is level four. And that's where we connect that outcome to actual uh, organizational KPIs. So maybe this organization is very customer facing. Maybe they're, you know, a software company or something, and they have a lot of customers that the teams are working with. And they know increased employee engagement impacts customer satisfaction. So we're also going to start tracking that customer satisfaction and look at those organizational KPIs. Maybe it's something the organization already measures. Maybe it's something we can recommend that they start measuring. And we're going to look at that again farther along, six months out, 12, even two years out to see that engagement because it's going to take that long sometimes to see that impact on the organization, you know, across all of that. But that really allows us to see the impact of the training program and the longevity of it. We're not just, you know, seeing the reaction immediately after the training because that can be short-lived. We want to see that long-term impact. And beyond really helping us see that we're making a difference and improving the culture of an organization, that evaluation is so valuable to us and our clients because we can adjust the training program if we need to. If we're not seeing the progress on employee engagement after, you know, three months, then we can say, okay, what other barriers are there that is impeding this? Maybe there's some issues with processes or the culture of how decisions are made or the meeting culture, or maybe additional some additional training support or reinforcement is needed. So that really allows us to also adjust if we're not seeing the kind of progress we want to make. We don't want to put our heads in the sand and not see that progress. We want to actually see that we're not making the progress we needed to make and then make adjustments. So it's really valuable for us as well. And that's that's sort of that holistic approach that, again, we take when we think about evaluation. Yeah, you beat me to the punch on the holistic, <laughs> but you're right. It, it's very full service that you're, you're covering yeah. everything to make sure that this is a good experience for everyone. And, and, you know, when all said and done. Absolutely. And it's that holistic approach that really leads to that impact. Culture is difficult to change. Skills and behaviors are also difficult to change, right? Yeah. It's sure it's is. the new year. We all know that new year goals, we start those and then they kind of fall off. And um, it's no different with workplace culture and workplace skill sets and, and behaviors. So it really does take that holistic approach to make that difference. No, it's, it's fantastic. Um, how do we wrap this up? What what would you say to kind of put a, put a bow on everything? <laughs> um, just overall, I, I think I would leave everyone with that idea of the holistic approach and really thinking about 
the way that their training is supporting participants from start to finish, providing that kind of full service learning ecosystem, avoiding that idea that we're going to provide a workshop or a webinar, check it off and see some impact, but that we really need to think through all the pieces of it. That learning ecosystem, the evaluation, all of it is really, really important to make sure that we're, we're making that change and moving the needle. Well, you, you definitely done a great job of moving the needle in terms of interest today. And, and that's uh, that's it's been great talking with you. I, I thank you so much. The knowledge base just in general, the needle has moved right there. So I'm grateful. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome back anytime, Beth. We thank you again for joining the show today. And I hope that this podcast provides our listeners with a strong understanding of your platform. And of course, we wish you and TIVC continued success. And like I said, come back on, join us on future podcasts. Been great chatting with you. Will do. Thank you so much. That's all the time we have today. Alongside Beth Nastachowski of TIVC, I'm Rob Adams, and this has been Talent Talks.